Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ball. The Fan. Top five sports talkers of the day. Now, it's time for Dan Barrero's Top 5 at 5. Driven by Borton Volvo. America's most awarded Volvo retailer. I'm still trying to figure out this. There's still something about this Jimmy Johnson microphone that I'm not quite understanding. But we'll we'll get to the bottom of it. It's the first of many, many days. I'm still getting accustomed to being back in the studio. It's always an adjustment after a couple of weeks at the Great Minnesota Get-Together. Is it hard to just have a break and not have somebody come in there and tell you how much you've changed their life? No. Um... It's really more like I it I it this being back in studio takes away my opportunity to ignore those people and to stub my nose snub my nose and pretend that I don't hear them you know saying hello to me right just looking straight and just ahead moving to the back room yep. hiding from them yeah that's the sad part here I can't snub anybody on a regular basis anyway I also got really used to at least having something to eat right around yeah, four forty five that's true you know kind of the pre dinner snack. Whether it was a cheese yeah. curd or a fry yeah. or a sweet Martha's or a well, a I sticky told you rib. I on the way out yesterday. One of my biggest regrets, you know, occasionally, and I'm sure other people have been in this this boat. There's so many choices for food that it can become a little overwhelming. And there's the staples and there's the standbys, and I get that, and we all go to those. But occasionally, and this has been bugging me for years. You'd see a, an area or a, a food vendor, and you go. You know, they're not highly regarded. I don't get a lot of reviews, but looks interesting to me. And they've been there year and after year. they've been year. there year after year. It's exactly right. And so that's what happened to me. I end up going to a place I hadn't been, I don't think, ever at the state fair. And I finally tried it, I think, on, it had to have been, I think it was Sunday. And I loved it. And then I say to myself, I went back Monday. And then I say to myself, God, if I'd have known from the beginning of this fair, this would have become my new rice place. What was the name of that other place, chicken place that we liked? Pantanellos. Pantanellos, yeah. This could have been my new Pantanellas. I think Chan's is the name of it. And it was basically, it's chicken, you know, grilled chicken on a skewer with either noodles or a bed of rice. I thought it was delicious. And they're not overwhelmed with people because they're not, it's not necessarily all that well known, I guess. And that's my regret. It's like I want the fair to start over so I can because I'm I'm a creature of habit, as you know. If I find a place that's good, you know, yep. that's that's relatively healthy. We're similar now. I'm gonna just keep going there, and I and now I'm cur- I'm mad at myself for not having tried it early in the fair. So then it could have been one of my staples the rest of the way. Well, guess what? State fair is right around the corner. <laughs> yeah, buddy. I know you're right. Sad, but true. we're gonna be there before you know it. You're right. We are going to be there before we know. It. As long as it stays open. Hopefully this State wasn't Chan. Was that well, no, hopefully oh, this Chan. wasn't Chan's last stand. You think this was Kiss of Death? They I don't bring know, it up. but yeah. we took for granted that our old chicken place was going to be right there. Yeah, you're and right. We found out one day before the fair 
It's amazing we had such a productive state yeah, fair. You found out. I would not have known. It was a, You at least cushioned the blow, so I had some... I had some hope that your sources were ill-informed. They, yep, me but too. They, they were informed. But then Halby well confirmed informed, it. And it was, yeah. Halby went gone. over and took a picture for us. Yeah. Open, just avoided space there. Nice job, by the way, by Halvey. You know, we were throwing out the bouquets yes. earlier. Yes. We didn't do this enough. Halvey, we talked about Jared and all the yeah. work he did, and Nick and the promo team and selling the t-shirts. and like Because we have it really easy when you think about Not it. Out. Just rolling in there at whatever time, parking lot attendant or not. You know, you know, I, I had an issue that's, there yesterday. That's the irony is I'm always I'm the person who usually gets in with the uh, the attendant. I've not gotten into an, an attendant issue for years. Meanwhile, I had one you're, yesterday. you're ready to brawl two <laughs> or three keg. times. It's unbelievable. I was not happy. I was not happy. But nice job by all them. But Halvey for getting all the streams ready. Yeah, and you're right. Like I told Halvey, you know, we streamed the Josh Dumel conversation. And the people from CBS were just elated when I sent them the link and said... They, they love that A lot stuff. of people, they want to follow up. Hey, yeah. give us the link. Give us the segment so we can, you know, so I can show my bosses I did my job, uh, essentially. And Victoria at CBS absolutely loved what Halvey did with that, with the pictures and the graphics awesome. and everything. So good job for Halvey because that was a lot of work for him as well. All right. Top five at five. Let's start with the llama talking about who else... Royce Lewis. You don't get too many opportunities to really hit with the bases loaded, but I think with that comes some added challenges. It's, you know, for some, there would be some anxiety hitting with the bases loaded. I think he is a very uh, kind of free and easy guy. I think he he loves coming up with people on base. Um, I think you get the best out of him. He's showing that. That's a great trait to have. And he's, we've seen this movie before with him, with his show before. He's He, he just keeps keeps coming through. 20 to 6 was the final yesterday. Twins against the Guardians. Royce Lewis had another grand slam, a career high six runs batted in. And then there was Polanco and Correa that had solo home runs as well. Matt Walner had one as well. That was a two run dong. Lewis becomes the first rookie in MLB history with three grand slams in an eight game span. Also, the second player ever with five homers and three slams in the same time frame. That joins baseball legend Lou Gehrig going all the way back to 1931. You had some other numbers as well. Yeah, the, well, the best one for me is 22 runs batted in in the last 12 games. 19 runs that's batted insane. in the last eight. Now, a lot of that is you hit grand, that many grand slams. Obviously, that's four runs batted in at a, at a, at a, at a swing. But he has, um, he is, I think, more importantly, and maybe I'm overstating this because I, I don't know. I can't speak for the, the average uh, Twins fan. But I believe he has elevated the discussion of this team or should have elevated the discussion on this team in a year where there's a million reasons to bellyache and a million reasons to doubt really what they are because of what we've we've talked about regarding the, the division and the inconsistencies and no team really being able to, to challenge them. This guy is dynamic. He is interesting to watch. And I, I, I think Rocco's onto something. I don't think if he fails... I at all. I don't think it's because of fear. I don't think it's I don't want to mess with it. I don't not he you can tell, man, he he enjoys the lights. He definitely revels in what he's doing well. And I don't even mean that in an in an, an obnoxious way. No. I just mean that in a big league sort of way. And so he's gotten my attention to go, huh, this is worth paying attention to if for no other reason that they are in first place, they are in a good position, even in a bad division, and Everything just looks different with him. It 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 looks like man, they got they got something here 
that, again, we know about the injuries. Don't text me. We know about that history. Let's enjoy it. But you got to try to enjoy it a little bit and see where the thing goes because uh, he looks legit. As the kids would say, he's built different. He is absolutely he wired different maybe and built, has a presence. Maybe built for it. He may be built for this. Uh, the Twins lead by six now in the American League Central, and they have Cleveland again tonight with Sonny Gray on the mound. What an opportunity to just bury him. That's it. Tonight. If you win two out of three, it's over. And you got to see, you've already, you're already halfway there. Yeah, well, exactly. To get the second one. And, and again, Sonny Gray and Joe Ryan, your next two pitchers. Fairness and savagery. Uh, you know, we talked about this at the fair as they prepare for the weekend series. The Rangers had their pitchers, their, their best pitch starters in a row. Cleveland had added three pitchers, and we're all going, oh, man, what, what, what's the lead going to be when we get to Cleveland? What's the lead going to be after we leave Cleveland? And look, over the weekend, Cleveland kept its end of the bargain. They won in dramatic fashion Friday and Saturday. And Scherzer was starting Friday and looked unhittable, but he only went six. Maybe Rocco was managing the Rangers, both teams. I don't know. Maybe he's, you know, Scherzer's about 80, so maybe there's a pitch. I have no idea. But everything changed. I mean, you think you get mad at our bullpen? The Texas Rangers bullpen is a disaster. I mean, it's an every time against the, 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 the Twins, it's been you put in a relief pitcher, they're not going to do the job. And so the Twins answered the two Cleveland victories with two of their own, which I think was key. Now, we lost the last game of the series in Texas. I think Cleveland also lost that game as well. And now they they uh, they had the 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 uh, the laugher twenty to six yesterday. So we'll see what happens tonight. Two more with Cleveland before they get a day off on Thursday, a day where Aaron Gleeman will join you in studio at four o'clock, and then they welcome the New York Mets to Target Field this weekend, and then the Tampa we Bay. We play a lot Tampa of bad Bay teams race. the rest of the way. That's yep. the other thing. The Guardians have a much they do have a much much tougher schedule. So early today, Kansas City Chiefs coach Andy Reid announced that all pro, all world, all everything tight end Travis Kelsey had uh -oh. suffered a hyperextended knee during practice. Reed said, the next guy steps in and we roll. That's what you do if he doesn't play. Everybody was worried about, obviously, the long-term ramifications of this for Kansas City. Who's the quarterback? The quarterback's Patrick Mahomes. Okay. I, I'll still give him a chip chair and a chance. Then. But not to play Thursday. Everybody is kind of speculating. Unless the swelling goes down he's enough out. and he's the out. inflammation goes down. Mess with that. So he's not going to play against no. the Detroit Lions, but they believe all the ligaments are intact. That's now the updated reporting from the last half an hour or so from all the, the requisite NFL insiders. As long as your quarterback's Patrick Mahomes, I'll take, I, I, I think I'll, I'll always like the Kansas City Chiefs chances because he's one of those guys who can make anybody look pretty damn good. Now, no, nobody's Kelsey. I, get, I grant that. But nevertheless, I mean, let's be honest. Mahomes is the straw that stirs the drink. After starting 0-6, just a quick weekend cleanup, the Minnesota Lynx clinched a playoff spot. They clinched a playoff spot by beating Phoenix. They become only the second team in WNBA history to reach the playoffs after starting the season 0-6 or worse. And your Team USA, I know we'll talk to Johnny Athletic about this a little bit, um, continues to do all right. What story am I reading here? Hang on. Italy. Windhorse. Thank you, Italy. Yeah. There's so many countries here. It gets confusing. 100 to 63. That's why they call it the World Cup. I know. I know. And they get the the winner of Germany and Latvia. Yeah, we toyed with the Italians. tomorrow. My sources say the highlight, the, the, the only body, the only any, the, any only people associated with the Italian team that looked great were the coaches who apparently were all dressed in these beautiful Italian suits. 
Because the trend with coaches is you wear the Lululemon stuff. Yeah. You wear warm-up <laughs> stuff. Apparently, the Italians knew their chances weren't very good to win the game, but will at least look good. And apparently, they looked uh, tremendous. Uh, congratulations, Cheryl Reeve. Earns victory number 300 in that playoff clincher. Yep. I think she's the fastest to 300 victories in WNBA coaching history as well. So uh, the Wild are back. Wild. The Lynx are back in the uh, the playoffs. Uh, we'll break here. We will. We'll do it. Don't forget, Johnny Athletic will join. Radio app. The fan. The grand opening of Bach to Rock. It's in Minnetonka. Saturday, September 9th at noon. You can come tour the new location, plus great prizes to be had. More info. KFAN.com. Keyword events. We're going to have to put the law on you, baby. Not being bought off by the uh, Twins' success over the weekend in Texas. Well, really, both series against the Rangers, right? The the, the series here, one here, yep, and the one there, or even the uh, dominant victory yesterday against the um, the Guardians. Athletic did the proverbial. But what if the MLB MLB playoffs began Tuesday? And they remind us that if it did. The Minnesota Twins would be matched up against the Texas Rangers again. That's pretty good. That's pretty good right there. Hosting the Rangers. Here's what they say about us, or about the matchup, potential matchup. After a week that started well for the Rangers, with two straight wins against the Mets, supported by good pitching, the Rangers continued their struggling ways, losing four of their next five including a 13-6 to stinker against the Astros. And of course, they didn't give us any credit, for we made them look bad. The Twins, on the other hand, seem to be riding the ship. They went 4-3 and in the week, scored 54 runs their last seven games. They've got the sixth-best OPS in baseball in the last month, and only the Phillies and Braves have hit more home runs in those 30 days. If the Twins' offense continues to click, they could make it a series with the Rangers. But using the whole the season as a whole guide, the Rangers have the advantage. Funny. Isn't that funny? No credit. Bulletin board. That's fine. Put it on. Doubt us. Keep doubting us. That's all right. Does he, do they aware that all three games will be played in Minnesota? I would assume they know that. Maybe that's a shot at the fans. Well, Maybe it's a shot at our home field advantage. Gleeman has told us many times, and I think you said he's joining us again on Thursday. Thursday, 4 o'clock. That um, he believes the Twins will be underdogs no matter who they play. Uh, no matter who they host. What if they go on like a run here the last month? Though? Could change some things. Absolutely could change some things. I don't think there's any question about that. Um... I'm trying to figure out, is there a team we don't want to play? You know, I don't know it well enough. I'd have to look. On the basis of history, I just never feel like I want to play the Astros. But I, I know the Astros aren't as good as they've been. Uh, maybe it's something we can get into if we have extra time with Sean Salisbury because, he, of course, he is based in uh, Houston. We can't play the Yankees, right? They're they're buried. They're, they're pretty they're, much buried. They're yeah. all, I don't know if they're. I don't think they've been mathematically eliminated yet, but they can't. It's got to be pretty close. I they're think below they're eight or nine games be behind the worst wild card team. Eight. 
Uh, eight, is that what it is? Yep. Okay, so they're not much of a factor. By the way, the uh, spread on Chiefs-Lions, I assume Kansas City's favored. But is it a smaller? Is it a, is it a small number? I don't remember seeing it. That's Thursday night. That game on the fan. I think it is Thursday night football. The yes, season opener. It the, should be the lid lifter, as we like to say. I'm going to double check the schedule that Abbott sent in a minute here. After I check yeah. the spread, I'm going to go to DraftKings. That's the kind of guy you are. Let's see where we're at here. The Chiefs right now, and this was updated about an hour ago. It says are five and a half point favorites. Ooh, five and a half. Mm-hmm. Does that does that reflect Kelsey not playing? I think it would okay. because it was updated here recently, but I, but I don't have what it opened at. But they're five and a half point favorites in Kansas City. All right. Well, I'll take your word for it on it. Um, I, uh, I I I would expect now Kelsey being out does hurt. I would expect Kansas City to win the ball game. I think the Lions are better than Seifert does, and that apparently better than you do because I don't think you. You're bored with them too, aren't you? I'm not bored with them. I'm just. I, you think it's too fashionable? Yeah, blah, we've, blah, blah. we've just we've talked about this before. Yeah, yeah seven o'clock right here on the fan following uh, Minnesota Vikings tailgate and the Minnesota Vikings podcast. We're out at six on Thursdays. Remember now this week, you know, starting this week. Oh, this is the week that starts, and then a week from Thursday we're out at five because it's Vikings Eagles from Philly in week two. I'm just gonna have to wait and see on Detroit. Obviously, you know, I, I like. The Dan Campbell bit, I like the vibe. I like the fact that Detroit seems into it, both the team and the city. I like all of that. But I also know it's different when everybody's gunning for you, or at least ready for you, in a way that they weren't before. And there's no chance of the Lions sneaking up on anybody. And now they have expectations. I do believe that playing with expectations is different than hitting out with it and while loosey-goosey, just let it rip. I know Campbell goes for fourth downs all the time. He did that here in week three, and but they were they, they do all this unconventional yeah. stuff. Like, is it easy? Weren't they throwing offensive linemen at Lambeau last year? Like they did all this crazy stuff because there were no stakes. There were there yeah, were there was nothing at stake for them. But I mean, that's at that point, yes. But I mean, they the I mean, the alternative is on that basis. Well, just let's lose all our games. I mean, they did finish better. I I, I think they're pretty solid. Now, golf is the X factor. By the way, Twins are already up 2 nothing with Sonny Gray on the mound pitching in the bottom of the first inning. All we do is hit now. That's all we do. You wanted the I mean, offense. Now, we might, are we now a better hitting team than pitching team? Because we still like uh, Pablo, right? We still like Sonny. Mm-hmm. But after that, it's gotten a little bit squishier than it was earlier, where it felt like we had like so many starters we were going to go to a six-man rotation. Is it possible we're going to end up, ironically, being, if anything, an offensive team? And by the way, did Royce Lewis hit another dong? He did not, but he did draw a walk, and then your guy Kepler doubled him in, mm-hmm. and then Correa doubled in Kepler. Correa? You I didn't say. double him. He singled him singled in. Singled him in. Okay, that's okay. So a two-out walk by Lewis. And then the Kepler double, and then the Correa single, manufacturing some runs. It doesn't always have to be the dong. And um, did Buxton pull anything today? <laughs> Probably. Probably. Yeah, you're right. So, it's a dumb question. It's almost a rhetorical something, question. Something is sore. Yeah. Something is sore. Uh, by the way, I'm told that the uh, the Kelsey injury dropped the KC uh, favorite status by a point from six and a half to five and a half. There you go. So that makes some sense. That, I guess. Yeah, I yeah. would say they probably should be about a touchdown favorite, full strength, like well, they were. Here's what I will I will grant. 
as a guy who's, I think, a little higher in the Lions than you guys are, there is something still, is it, and I guess I could ask Kevin this, Kevin Seifert, who was in studio with us. By what rationale do you reward a team that didn't even make the playoffs to play in that preeminent it's crazy. Lid lifter game. Do we yeah. is there a backstory to it that we go, well, let's just try something different rather than the predictable? Is that what it was? What I don't I know. Mean, do they, is there some some sort of Lions connection that 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 uh, got this whole thing going cuz that part of it is uh, admittedly a bit odd. Given what that game is usually reserved for, which is sometimes a rematch from the year before in the postseason or big division yeah. rivals or whatever it is, it does seem like a lot. What a cannon of an arm. Correa has, man. They just pulled a double play uh, to erase the runner at first. We're so back. And Correa, honestly, that 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 relay throw, he's done it two or three times this weekend. It's a cannon. I know about all the double plays. I know that's frustrating. Hey. But uh, he's got an RBI awfully, already tonight. Awfully good, uh, one for defensive. one with a run batted in. Uh, Detroit is the Browns from a couple years ago. There's that potential. I think they're better. I think they're more solid. I really do. I think it's a solid club. To me, it's all about Goff. Was Goff making it up as he went along last year, or did he figure? Did he either either he figure something out, or did they figure out something out? Figure something out on his behalf. I don't know. Which. Only time will tell, David. Johnny Athletic. Uh, we will talk World Cup basketball. Uh, we'll get his favorite State Fair memories. Get to a couple of other things as well. Probably Vikings. Maybe some Gophers. Uh, maybe commemorative print. We'll see. Yes, on the fan. Please submit at your leisure. Well, I wouldn't be too leisurely about it because uh, it's one long segment with Johnny today and then that's it. But please submit your uh, questions or comments for um, our guy, John Krasinski. We call him affectionately uh, Johnny Athletic via the Bradshaw and Brian K. Fan text line. That is 646 86 uh, Johnny, the uh, I didn't get to watch much of it. U.S. toys with Italy today to, I think, advance to the semifinals. I was told that the only area of the game in which the U.S. was routed was the apparel worn by the coaches, that the oh, uh, Italian yeah. coaches were all decked out in some lovely Italian suits, and I think the U.S. approach is kind of like the nuke approach with lots of people, Lululemon stuff, fancy, mm-hmm. you know, athletic apparel as well. But that other than that, it was pretty much a blowout uh, for the U.S. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, that's a fair way to, to put it, Dan. And I do think that when you go in, when you step into the ring against the Italians in a style fight, <laughs> you know yeah. you're going to get knocked out. Yeah. So maybe don't even try because I think if, if Steve Kerr and uh, Spolstra and, and all these guys tried to dress up a little bit and match it, then the, then the defeat would have looked even worse. So I think just conceding that level um, just was probably the smart thing to do. Yeah, that makes some sense. Um, so do we know who we're going to play next? Is that still up in the air? I believe it's Serbia. Okay. Yeah. So, so um, Serbia beat Lithuania, who beat... The yeah. U.S. Okay. So there are no there are no pushovers. I think that will be a little bit more of a test for the Americans than certainly Italy proved to be. In the in the loss to Lithuania, 
Was there anything in terms of a weakness being exposed? You're not, you know, you don't have to win every game to 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 win the gold medal to 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 win this thing. But uh, was it, was there anything that that game indicated that might be exploitable for teams that are capable of doing the exploiting? Yeah, I mean, I, I do think the one. So first of all, Lithuania hit their first nine threes, like they just came mm, out on yeah. fire, and that's going to happen. And you just kind of, you know, you you throw your shoulders up and shrug and just say, "Hey, they got it was their night that night." But uh, one thing that they did do over and over again was hammer the U.S. on the offensive glass. And if there is a weakness that Team USA does have, it's they do not have the bruiser up front. They do not have a ton of size and rebounding capability. They like to play smaller. You'll see Edwards at the four sometimes. You'll see Cam Johnson, Mikhail Bridges, some of those guys. And when they have gone to more uh, to a bigger lineup with your guy Walker Kessler, it hasn't gone very well. And so um, a team that has some muscle, that has some hustle up front and some bulk, I think can give the U.S some problems in that area. But in general, they have a lot of other weapons to go to to combat that. But absolutely, Lithuania took advantage of that huge size mismatch and really did kind of have their way with them up front, and that made a big difference in the game as well as their early shooting. People constantly talk about the fact that the international style, the World Cup style, is quite different from the NBA style, but they rarely drill down beyond that. So when you watch this ball, when you talk to people about, you know, some of the differences between what we become accustomed to in the NBA and what the international game as it's played out in an event like this uh, looks like, what, what, what do you hear? What comes to your mind? Yeah, it, there's not, so there, there's a little more physicality um, in the international game because a lot of these guys do play in Europe, which in comparison to the NBA is football on the court. I mean, there, there's just a lot more brute strength with some of these guys. Um, and so that's one thing, but I do think like the overall bigger difference is uh, many of these national teams have played together for a very long time have a really good teamwork and chemistry and connectivity. And so they move the ball. You don't see a lot of teams internationally who are dominated by one player in ISO heavy sets. Um, That does happen from time to time, but that is another thing that Lithuania did very well against the Americans was they move, they, they move the ball and found wide open shooters. And I do think that team USA Sometimes because a lot of these teams are just thrown together at the last minute and they have a training camp and that's about it to play together, uh, they are not as connected. And so they can be X's and owed to death a little bit because, you know, the, um, the Serbias, the Frances, even though they didn't play well this, this time around, but uh, the Spains and the Germanys of the world have played together a lot longer and just really do run offense and share the ball, and that can be hard to keep up with sometimes. Um, is is Cats, uh, Dominican Republic team, are they still in it? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. They are not in it. They, they lost twice um, in the second round. Oh, I missed that. Uh, really, okay. really close game to Puerto Rico when yes. that had 39. Right. And then uh, they lost to Spain or Spain or Serbia. I can't remember, but um, they lost to one of those teams as well and just and, and didn't get in. But they were much more competitive than most people expected winning their first three games and Towns really did look good um really played well looked like he's in great shape so that's a good sign for the Timberwolves heading into camp so, do we view Canada is Canada the biggest threat I mean Canada really yeah. hasn't done as anything internationally but they now have a pretty good team on paper um, and a lot of people think they have a chance to 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 do some damage they lost I know they lost once at least once earlier where are they in this thing, and is that is that the greatest roadblock to the U.S. winning this thing, or is it another team, another country? No, I, I do think, Dan, that Canada the, should be the second favorite to the U.S., and the U.S. deserves right now its status as the favorite for the for the going into this weekend's games, provided that they, they survive Serbia, because they've just been the best team from start to finish so far. But Canada did have the slip-up. Um, just a couple of days ago, but they have the most talent outside of the U.S. on their roster. They have Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who might be the best player in the tournament. I know we all love Ant, but Shea has been unbelievable. Um, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, they have, they have a lot of NBA guys, R.J. Barrett, that, um, that seem like they're ready finally for this moment. We've been talking about Canada for several years now of coming up and being a team that will eventually have to be reckoned with. And we're there now. They have to be reckoned with now. They've qualified for the Olympics. They have a lot of talent at their disposal. They also like to play small. So I think the U.S. matches up really well against them. I think they would have a hard time kind of exploiting some of the weaknesses that the Americans have. But just from a pure who's been the best teams in the tournament, I do think it's, um, I think it's the U.S., I think it's Canada, and Germany has been pretty good as well. Are we assuming that Anthony Edwards and 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 a number of the players on this team will indeed be part of the Olympic team, or is it not that simple? Um, it, it will be interesting to see what if they win gold, Dan, which it looks like they're on their way to, or they're in a great position to. There will certainly be, I think, a real good case for a lot of these guys to go to Paris and to play um, in the Olympics. I do think, though, that you will see some of the more established stars want to go, whether it's Steph Curry, maybe LeBron will try to make one more uh, Olympic run at age 39 or 40, however old he's going to be uh, next summer. 
um, I, you know, Durant. There's, there's a lot of American guys that can get into this and certainly have um, calling and reason to, 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 to be a part of it. But um, the way that this team is playing and the way that this team has come together, it is intriguing because you do have to have some chemistry and some connectivity to survive in the Olympics against, against those teams. And so I do think you would see, I would expect to see Anthony Edwards there. I would expect to see Tyrese Halliburton there, Jalen Brunson, several of the guys who have had really good uh, tournaments for the U.S. Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, I think that they will be in heavy consideration for that Olympic roster, along with some of the bigger names that have been sitting out this summer. He's Johnny Athletic, John Krasinski from The Athletic, joining us about uh, 44 minutes past 5 o'clock Central Time here on The Fan. My uh, belief is the, the biggest boost from a basketball standpoint for Anthony Edwards participating in this event is that unlike a year ago, he's going to come in to camp in shape. He might be tired. Yeah. He might have to re-ramp some things up. But he clearly did not come in last year in shape. And this year, he had to be in shape. His body already looks different to me and better. And I even have to think mentally, you just have to be in a different place where you have spent a, a decent part of the summer working up to this, you know, legitimate, serious competition. Beyond that, from a basketball's, not from a PR standpoint or a league-wide perception issue, from a basketball standpoint, what other benefits do you think there might be for Edwards participating with this team? Well, I mean, he's learning how to play in a in a smaller pond, Dan. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's that's a big thing, and that's been a problem. He's got to find a bigger pond in a bigger stage. So, <laughs> um, this is a this this is the big stage for him. But I think here's here's where I'm most encouraged about Anthony Edwards from what I've seen beyond, you know, we've talked about the scoring. We've talked about how he has really risen to be the go-to guy on a team full of young stars. Like that's very encouraging. But if you look at the game today against Italy, they were, they were blowing, they were blowing the team out. Um, They weren't really challenged. And Edwards, after having 35 in the loss to Lithuania, adjusted his game and I think he you know our our Joe Joe Varden from the Athletic wrote about this today but basically after that game uh, some teammates kind of talked to Ant about how to play within the team construct as well and Edwards was much more of a facilitator in this game empowering his teammates doing things like that and so when you think of how he is going to handle being dubbed the man in Minnesota, that is a delicate thing from a political perspective to handle in a locker room. And so he's going to have to be able to know when it's time to just take a game over and look for his own stuff. And when it's time to get teammates involved and make them feel like they're a whole, a part of this. And he seems to have been, be finding a very good feel for those moments in this tournament. And I think that will help him, as he transitions and will have a lot of attention on him and his teammates are going to be asked about how great Ant is a lot. And that can be alienating sometimes. That can cause some problems. But I think Anthony is learning how to operate within that construct with that kind of target on his back, but making sure that his teammates don't feel any sort of 
uh, jealousies or things like that, that they feel they're along with the ride, for the ride with him. And I think he's doing a good job of that with Team USA. I'm very encouraged that you brought that up because that's the one hesitation I had, even as he was scoring big points and taking over games, which obviously is part of what he's supposed to do. There's, there's this delicate balance that the best of the best figure out that Michael Jordan, the very best of the best, was forced to figure out in large measure by a coach, I think Phil Jackson, who finally challenged him in a way that the previous coach wouldn't to say, we know you can score every time you get the ball, but sooner or later, you're going to have to trust teammates and you're going to have to get other people involved. And there are stretches when it looks to me like Edwards, maybe because he's kind of been told you got to be the man. That's part of what, you know, that's part of your process here that it's almost like his head is down too much. And there's not uh, the 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 facilitating plays that have to be a part of making this thing work from a team standpoint. I I think that's a real important challenge that every great scorer comes up against, but it's important. And in some cases, it ends up being the difference between the team having great success and the individual player having great success. Yeah, let's just put it up. Let's let's just say James Harden, Dan. Um, yes, yes. I think he's a good example of a player who was able to, has been able to put up enormous individual stats, but has not. And even though he has passed the ball a lot and 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 does it that way, I still don't think that he gets his teammates to play with him. I think they play around him, and so that it, it's a real challenge. And I do think. Coming back this season, Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, Jaden McDaniels, all these guys are going to hear at the start of training camp, hey, guys, how great is Anthony Edwards? Wasn't that cool to see him in Team USA? You know, uh, Is he the guy here now? Like, There's going to be a lot of that discussion around, and that can sort of put players on the defensive. That can... Um, that, that, that can alienate, that can do those things. But so far from what I've seen both in Minnesota and with Team USA, Ant does a good job of trying to deflect that attention, trying to make sure that his teammates get some of that attention and that shine. Um, and so they feel a part of this thing. He does not want this to be the Anthony Edwards show on the court or in the locker room. He wants, he wants to win and he wants to do it at a high level and he believes in himself. But that's going to be the key for him is how he handles all of that attention, all of the accolades early, and how he brings his teammates in both on the court, in the offense, and then also in the locker room handling media and all of that stuff. It's, 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 it's a delicate thing, and it's a complicated thing for a 22-year-old, but he's always kind of shown a pretty good feel to, for, for how to do that. Let's get into some uh, Viking stuff now as we uh, uh, conclude this segment. we still got a few minutes to go. And uh, as you know, the season begins on Sunday. The NFL season starts officially Thursday. Vikings hosting Tampa Bay Sunday. Pre-game show will start at 10 uh, on the fan. I'll, I'll do a one-hour edition of Sermons, 9 until uh, 10 o'clock as well. So... They're favored and should be against uh, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. Weirder things have happened. But early, what do you want to see? What are you looking for? What are you going to be looking for early from this team? 
Yeah, I feel, Dan, like I, I feel like I know what to expect offensively. There's a lot of the same guys back. Uh, you feel pretty comfortable with what they're going to bring, and maybe they're really clicking and, and go at a higher level. Or, But I think you can really expect confidence there, and the identity is set. Uh, everything that I'm going to be watching starting Sunday right at noon is how the defense comes together under Brian Flores. We have heard all of the good tidings and uh, how, you know, everyone is feels like Flores has brought the right attitude and they believe in him. And, and this is so much better than last year, but these players still have to get out on the field and do it. And that to me is going to be the difference of whether this is a team that is fighting for a wild card spot or slips out of the playoffs altogether, or can go win the division and then go win playoff games. If this defense can play with effective aggression, um, the way that they are talking like they believe they can, even though we didn't see any of it in the preseason, that is going to be the barometer and what can make this team dangerous or what can make this team exceedingly mediocre. And so what Daniel Hunter does, what Harrison Smith does now that he's going to be unleashed, as, as, as we've heard, um, what Byron Murphy does, all of, all of these guys, Marcus Davenport, that's, that's what all of my focus is going to be on against a, a, a team like, you know, led by Baker Mayfield that you should be able to, on your home turf, set a bit of a tone. And they're going to they're gonna have to do that uh, right away, and, and we'll see how that develops, both in week one and then going forward. Because the schedule gets pretty stiff after that. That's very true. Is there anything that you believe could lessen the clear stranglehold that the game of professional football has over the entire sports landscape in the United States of America? No, I don't, I don't think so, Dan. I think we saw something that may have or threatened to in sort of the, the concussion um, the safety. Mm-hmm. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC aspect of things and were parents going to let their kids play and and how was this all going to trickle down that was a pretty serious challenge that the league faced and they just bulldozed right through it um you know the domestic violence stuff that we saw with ray rice and others um that was never going to distract people enough um mar hamlin almost died on the field we've 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 pretty much forgotten about that uh, I, I think we've seen a lot of the very real challenges that could be, that this league could face, and they have survived every one of them. 
And, and so I don't see anything more serious that people to stop watching. It is the perfect game for the modern sports fan. It's three hours once a week. It's, um, it's, it's violent, but it's not, but, but it's also dynamic. Um, they've done everything they can to cater to the audience and they have constructed a league where people in Green Bay and Indianapolis believe they can win, just like people in New York and Los Angeles believe they can win. Uh, they've just, they've, they've, it's bulletproof right now, Dan. That's, I, I don't see anything challenging it. I don't know if you do or not. No, I'm with you. And I don't get, I don't remember what year it was. I want to say it's a couple of years ago. Mark Cuban had the famous comment about fat cats getting yeah. slaughtered. Oh, no, that was Mike Zimmer. Uh, fat cats, something <laughs> about, you know, the just, being Cuban so, said the same thing, though. Yeah, yeah, so piggish about the idea that you're going to have games every day of the week. There's a, there's a, there, you know, there's a, you can, you can take, you can go a bridge too far. And I, I, and people talked about it, but I, I, I'm not sure. I, I don't think there's any sign to indicate that now. In fact, there's going to be a game. Uh, Seifert reminds us on Black Friday. We got three games on Thanksgiving. Now we've gone from two to three there, and now we're going to have a game the next day. I'm not sure there is any such thing as too many pro football games, and 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 that and you laid it out. I think in large measure it's because unlike the NBA, unlike the NHL to a degree, I think, and even Major League Baseball, you can lie to yourself with a straight face and say, "Why not us? Why can't we make a run?" Look at the number of teams year to year that end up being a factor. Um, and it's, it's again, there's only so many games and the games don't go on for four and a half hours, the whole bit. I, I, I think it's as, uh, as strong as it, uh, probably has ever been for sure. And, and, and Dan, let's not even forget, like some of these Thursday games are terrible. Yeah, that's true. Like, awful to watch. Yeah. It's not good product, but people keep tuning in. Like that's, that's, that's the addiction. That's the, how things are transfixed right now with the American public. It doesn't even have to be great football. It just has to be football on TV, and they will watch it, and they will play fantasy, and they will just um, be completely committed to it. That's that's where it is right now. Johnny, thank you. We'll uh, we'll talk next week. Hey, thanks for just saying hello to me, Dan. I really appreciate that. <laughs> I do occasionally, don't I? I? I think I forgot a couple times, but it wasn't it wasn't intentional. Well, hey, I, I feel privileged and honored. So <laughs> thank, thank you. you. <laughs> That's Johnny Athletic helping us out. John Athletic helping us out. Uh, when we come back, the A section today and the A section 48 years ago. Minnesota Credit Unions and iHeartRadio are spreading the word about how credit unions take your money further. When you see the Minnesota Credit Union's iHeart car out at station events, show them you have a credit union credit or debit card. You can win a $25 gift card from them. You can get them while supplies last. Well, now you're just kind of looking at the number one. Only thing you worry about is having your fun. First sign the Friday, Sunday, I should say Sunday sermons. We had um, former uh, St. Cloud Police Chief Blair Anderson had a nice conversation with him. And as always, he's an extremely opinionated guy. Now that he's, re- he's retired, he's probably even more opinionated or more willing to go down certain roads. And I'd asked him about the um, debate that is, has broken out regarding some legislation 
um, and changes to the law as it related to um, officers from schools in terms of the restraint that was going to be allowed legally on um, those those uh, students. He believes that the policy is, I think the word he used, is stupid. That it, whatever its intent was, it raises lots more questions. And that's part of the reason that a number of uh, law enforcement agencies have backed away from being, you know, sort of um, paired up with various schools. Now, some, I think, are still doing it, but some agencies are suspending those sorts of operations and it's you know it's it's germane now because school is just starting for many people for many uh, uh school systems that literally opened today others it opened last week there is a development in the case uh the governor saying he's open to calling a special legislative session to clarify the new law on student restraints he apparently was a, uh, I'm reading from the uh, Brianna Biersbach uh, story in the Star Tribune. Uh, he was at a back-to-school event in Bloomington today that and said that we all want a solution to confusion over a law passed in May that restricts the kinds of physical holds that people can place students in. And, and part of the complaint that um, the chief had was that a, he believed that the that law enforcement was not there's not much sign that they were consulted enough. Um, and I think this makes sense. I think this is a needed step where it goes from here. And whether in the end you can get agreement on what the new language should be that en- enough to sort of satisfy uh, people, that it makes some sense. There, I think adults should be able to have this conversation um, on the other hand, I saw a quote. Who had the quote? Somebody, uh, Javier Murillo, who I think was a, a union big shot, now uh, part of the Minnesota State College's and University's Board of Trustees. Did you see his tweets on this thing? Did not. Um, among other things, he uh, said that uh, police officers apparently are, quote, super excited about choking children. The best argument for keeping kids kids out of schools is being made by police themselves when they tell us they won't do the job unless they can choke your kids. I'm not sure you're trying to take this thing seriously or be an adult if that's where you're going to go. Because as the chief laid out to us, it's a bit more complicated than choking. It's a question of control. It is a question of difficult challenging, sometimes dangerous situations that are occurring in schools, and do you want whoever to actually be aggressive enough to end whatever the violence is? Shouldn't be a license, obviously, to injure people or to kill people, but again, I I just sort of shake my head and say, well, really, are are you interested in any kind of serious conversation? Because it's it is it's very easy to talk tough about. Oh, you just want to choke ki- ch- uh, children. Get in there in these situations. We've seen some of them. We've seen video on many of them. Talk to teachers. Talk to students about some of this activity. Some of this uh, violence. 
to play the game of mocking the whole concept or the cops are just bloodthirsty or they're just they're just chomping at the bit to, to choke children. It, it's it, it comes off to me, like I said, as I'm going to make my points. I'm going to make my points on social media and I'm not really going to be practical about getting to the nitty gritty. In other words, I'm not really thinking about the position that teachers on a daily basis in some schools are put in. We hear from them all the time. If you simply turn it into almost it's almost the old straw man thing where you turn it into well you're either um going to um on the one hand choke there there's no middle ground between choking children and the other extreme obviously that there is no constructive way to have an adult conversation about what the lines should be proper lines followed should be when it comes to attempting to keep a certain measure of order for the protection more than anything else of the other students and for the teachers and I would assume some case uh, administrators at all. You, you'd like to say to an individual like that and say, well, what, what what's the proper approach to take when you see two individuals or more than two fighting the way we see in some videos? What kind of negotiation do you think is going to work? Tapping people on the shoulder? It's sad. It's deflating because that's, unfortunately, I don't believe that's an individual that has any real negotiating power in this thing, nor should they. So I, what the line is, it's complicated, right? Um, we talked about that with, with the chief. This is not an easy situation by, by any means. And, I, and I'm not here to say that, it's, it, that it is simple. But there's also a part of me that says, because I, I got a text about this after the chief was on or an email. He said, well, the chief's leaving out some of the problems some of these, 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 these law enforcement officers in these positions have caused. And... My reaction was the same, I think, as the Chiefs, which was deal with those individuals. Hold them accountable if they have crossed lines. There's procedure to do that. But to throw out all of it and say, well, now we just, we're just not going to mess with it at all. Guess who loses? And I would say there's a part of me that almost says, you know what? All, all law enforcement, all, they, they show all these officers... Whatever the what is what's the job that 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 uh, it's called for doing school, it in resource, school. school officer. resource officers yep. pull them all out and a lot of departments have yes in a lot of schools make it make it across the board say we're out if there is this much fear about what's done let's just pull out but if you do don't come back later with your teeth gnashing about how dangerous it is and how unfair this is to students and how this is out of control. You can't you cannot have it both ways. But the idea that you throw out the baby with the bathwater because of a, 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 a two or three incidents as opposed to holding those individuals accountable, in the end the students are the ones who lose. But there is a part of me that says, okay, if 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 we're gonna be glib about it and we're gonna talk about why these cops can't wait to choke children, then pull them all out. But there sure as hell sh- does, cannot be after the fact finger pointing about oh my god what do we we are we are letting our children down with the level of violence that's going on in schools and by the way 
There's lots of ways to try to deal with that violence. Resource officers is only one of them, but it is a it is a tool, and in many schools, a very effective tool. And in many, if it's done right, you know what it is? They create relationships with students. Tremendous. They they work through a process. That's supposed to be a big part of it. Those who don't, those who are just there to bash heads, deal with them. But the idea that you're going to dismiss all of them on that basis, like I said, I'm tempted to say, yeah, pull them all out. And just then, let's remember who who then, on the one hand, is 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 dogmatic about this, who's just as likely down the road to say, well, what are we going to do to keep our kids safe? Because that's the kind of disingenuous stuff we'll, we, we tend to get after the fact. Let's pause here. I've got, speaking of a section, a story from almost 50 years ago today worth noting. And then we will prepare for the end of the program. And I'm assuming... Fan. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.